But I got to tell you, if you don't establish those boundaries for yourself and make those boundaries clear, that feeling that you're getting walked all over, that feeling of I'm not being heard, that feeling of I feel like nobody is listening to me, it's just going to continue because there's no boundaries that have been set that have that say this is okay and this is not okay. This is a boundary for me. It's really important. Welcome to a whole lot of shift podcast, the podcast for multi-passionate women with an entrepreneurial spirit where we provide inspiration, motivation, and education to help you shift away from all the shoulds and supposed tos to what's truly possible for you in your business and your life, all on your own terms. You ready, girl? Let's make shift happen. Hello. Welcome to another episode of A Whole Lot of Shift. Thank you for joining. If you're joining in the Facebook group today, please be sure to say hello. And we are kicking off part three in our confidence series today. So I'm super excited to get this kicked off because today is about reclaiming the word bitch, right? And having that power to be assertive with confidence and realize that an assertive woman is not a bitch. So we're kind of here to display that myth. If you were in the group, I had posted something prior to prior to today's coffee chat saying that it really, really irritates me when a woman is simply expressing herself or she's being assertive in her needs or wants or what have you, and somebody tries to claim then that she's being a bitch. I'm like, no, these are two different things, two very different things. And I think it's important for us to talk about the fact that you don't have to be, quote unquote, a bitch to be seen or heard. Right. So that's kind of what we're going to get kicked off today. I'm going to share with you guys some some tips and some strategies first. And then we're going to I'm going to get into a story that I think is going to be really helpful for you. I have a story to share about one of the first times when I truly asserted myself with absolute confidence. And it really was something that was incredibly pivotal in my career and helped me transition my career to where I really wanted to go and help me kind of set up my plan to get out, if you will. So I think you guys are going to like the story, but I'm going to start first just kind of talking about what it means to be assertive, what it means to be assertive with confidence, and maybe some strategies or some tips to be thinking about as you're trying to to feel confident and assertive, right? So I already kind of said that I really hate when a woman is being assertive and it's assumed that she's being she's being a bitch. It's just, it's such a misconception. And I really think it comes down to in society, it's like we aren't used to women fully confidently expressing themselves. And we've been told for, at least as a woman who was once a young girl, was told her whole life, you know, quote unquote, being nice. And usually being nice meant Sitting down, being quiet, not being seen, heard, making yourself small. You kind of stood in the corner and you did this little thing, right? Being assertive doesn't mean you're being bitchy. You're simply starting to take up the space that you deserve, the space that you're worth as a human being, and expressing your needs and your wants confidently. And you can do that and be respectful of others. And that's simply being assertive. It's not being bitchy. 
So anyways, this is really important when we think about our business because this is really going to help you gain confidence as you start kind of practicing how to assert yourself and how to really speak your mind. But it's going to help you gain your confidence in, in how you talk with others, but also the decisions that you make, right? Because it's going to start becoming really clear for you the decisions that you need to make once you start expressing what your thoughts and your ideas and your feelings are. The clarity for those decisions is going to come through that process. So that's why I'm kind of taking you guys through this whole process of the confidence series because this absolutely relates to you and how you're conducting your business. All right, so I kind of want to talk a little bit about some of the strategies, some of the things to think about when we're talking about being assertive. The first one that I want you to think about is, first one I want you to think about is using more I statements. In other words, like, I think, or I feel, or here, you know, here are my thoughts. And the reason that this becomes important is, is one, your thoughts and ideas are valid and they deserve to be expressed. Two, if it's a situation of conflict, you know, a, a relationship conflict, we definitely want to make sure that you're expressing your feelings, your emotions as they relate to you and not what the other person has done. You should be expressing how you feel, not what you perceive the other person has done and what you're assuming the other person must have thought. You can only hold yourself accountable for your own thoughts, your own actions, your own feelings. So this is where it becomes important that you're using I statements and you're saying, I think, I feel, and I'm just using these as examples. But listen, this doesn't even, this doesn't just equate to those relationships and using those I statements, right? I think this happens just quite simply in our careers is women sitting in conference rooms with men. And how many times do you have this really great idea and maybe you don't express it or even when you do, you know, it kind of expressed maybe timidly or because you're just, you're convinced nobody's going to think this is a good idea. I don't even think I should say anything, you know, et cetera, et cetera. With practice, there's no reason that you can't show up in those situations and very clearly, and, and, and here's what becomes important, right? That you're just being direct, transparent, honest, and saying your thoughts and, I, and your ideas. There's no, it's not that somebody else's idea is a bad idea. You're simply stating very clearly, concisely what your idea is. And I can promise you that the more that you do that, over time, the more confidence you're going to get around it and the easier it's going to become for you. And again, that's going to build up the confidence that you need for you to become a better decision maker. Because being a strong decision maker is what helps you make become a strong leader in both your life, your business, your career, all the areas. Okay? Using I statements, that's number one. Learning to say no. If you followed me for a while at all, one of the things that I think I've posted a few times is no is a complete sentence. It doesn't have to be, oh my gosh, I'm really sorry. I think, you know, I just, I have a lot going on. And so I don't think I want to be able to do that. Absolutely not. No is a complete sentence. You don't have to explain yourself to every single person when they've asked you to do something. You can simply say no. 
I can tell you that I have some friends in my life who are just very direct and and they definitely exude this example of just saying no as the receiver of that. I really freaking appreciate it, right? It makes life so simple. It's like, hey, oh my gosh, this sounds so cool. You want to do this? No. Now, sometimes I'm like, okay. But it's clear. They're just like, you know, not really my thing. No. Done. The conversation's done. Like, I'm not offended. Cool. It makes life so much simpler instead of there being like this wishy-washy kind of conversation. No is a complete sentence and you get to say no. That's really a part of setting up your boundaries. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But it's okay to say no and not feel guilty. And it's okay to say no and not have to feel like you have to explain yourself to someone else. That's that's really important. Strategy three, I kind of already touched on this just a little bit. Express your your emotions openly, honestly, transparently. It's not a sign of weakness. It's really not. It's about you being able to say, hey, here's how this scenario impacted me. And now I feel, you know, maybe I, I now have some some distrust here in this relationship and, you know, et cetera. Whatever that is, those feelings, you can just be transparent and honest, but just be clear about them. I know I keep repeating that one, but expressing your emotions and being open about that is also super important. It's also going to really help you have better relationships, whether that be personal relationships, business relationships. If you're openly able to say, hey, I really feel like right now that's not the path I'm going to go down in my business because I feel like that's going to be too much or, you know, whatever your thoughts or feelings are, you get to just express those. And that gets to be it. You also don't have to come up with 50 million excuses. You don't have to say, you know what? This just feels like a bad idea to me. I'm a highly intuitive person. And I can tell you that if there's something that I'm working on and it just starts to feel icky and it starts to feel like, I don't know, like I'm pushing, I have zero problems just saying, you know what? This just doesn't feel right. I'm not doing it not doing it. And that's okay. That is my feeling. My feeling is it doesn't feel right. Like in my gut, it's not there. That was tip number four. Excuse me, three. The first one was using I statements, learning to say no, expressing your feelings or emotions clearly and openly. And the last one that I touched on is setting personal boundaries for yourself. This is a way that you can be assertive because Setting up your personal boundaries and knowing what they are is also going to make the other strategies that I've given you a lot simpler to do. So in other words, I'm going to use this as a small example. My gym time, like that's a non-negotiable for me. I go to kickboxing every day and I go to the 515 class. So that means I leave my house at like 445. Period. Period. I had somebody ask me something, I think it was two days ago, and they were like, hey, can you do this? And I said, I will take a look at it after kickboxing. That's my boundary that I'm setting. That's my non-negotiable. It's important to me. I can't look at that right now. However, when I get back from class, happy to take a look and, and, and go through your message. 
and, and see how I can be of assistance. That's it. When you start setting those boundaries of here is, here's what's important to me. And here's my negotiables. Here's my non-negotiables. And you gain clarity on what those are for you. We asked this question earlier in the week in the group about what are some of those things that you do every day that is a non-negotiable for you. And several of you in, in the Facebook group had posted, you know, that you've got some definite routines that are really important to you that you stick to every day. So creating that boundary for yourself being able to say no to others when they start when they may be trying to encroach on that boundary is really really important simply being assertive and you're being confident in what you need this is what's important because you've got to know what you need so that you can perform at an optimum level right you are going to have to know when you're your best and part of that is created through the boundaries that you create but I got to tell you, if you don't establish those boundaries for yourself and make those boundaries clear, that feeling that you're getting walked all over, that feeling of I'm not being heard, that feeling of I feel like nobody is listening to me, it's just going to continue because there's no boundaries that have been set that, have, that say this is okay and this is not okay. This is a boundary for me. It's really important. So those are my top four strategies. Number one, use your I statements. Number two, let no be a complete sentence. Please let no be a complete sentence. You can say no and you don't have to feel guilty. Express your emotions openly, honestly, clearly, and set boundaries for yourself. These are super important. It's going to make what feels like you're being assertive, or I think what maybe previously was conceived as being a bitch, is going to make it so much easier and so much clearer when you start practicing each of these things. So I'm kind of curious if you feel like if you're in listening to this and you're in the group, if you'll just share with me if there's something where you feel like, yeah, I haven't been very good at either establishing that boundary or saying no or anything else, if you feel like dropping that into the comments, I'm super curious. Likely, if it's an issue for you, it's, it's one for somebody else as well. Maybe it's about family work. Who knows, right? Finances. Um, yeah. I'm super, super curious because here's the thing. I'd love to hear from you guys ways in which you feel like you could practice or start incorporating some of these tips into your everyday life. Because if you start incorporating them in your everyday life, it's going to be that much simpler to incorporate them into your business when you're trying to make decisions in your business. So it's going to be like easy peasy, right? All right, so I'm going to give a little bit of an, ex of an example now. I'm going to tell a little bit of a story, but I think you guys are going to appreciate this story because this was a really important time in my career. And this was the first time where I really felt like I had the confidence to be assertive in my decision and speak it clearly and get what I want, right? So very long story short, this was several years ago in the organization that I was in, we had recently, for me personally, I had gone through two different reorganizations and 
through that process, I had basically kind of been my title, my role, my my pay, everything had been shifted around like twice, like back to back in the same year, which by the way, really stinks if you haven't experienced that. So anyways, I was at a really, really low point. But what I had, what I had done to that point was I had said, okay, if they're going to basically push me back two positions to where I was, and now I'm back to where I was a couple of years ago or whatever, I'm going to make the most of it, right? I know that I don't have a lot of autonomy with this role. However, I do know that I have opportunities to work with some business leaders. And I know that I can start using those interactions and that work to kind of get more experience as a project manager specifically uh, so that I could get into the role that I want. I knew the area that I wanted to go into was project management for a few reasons. One, it was going to offer me a bit more autonomy. It was a, it definitely is a salaried role. You know, your work is very dependent on the projects that you have, which can be good and bad. But I also knew that project manager was something that oftentimes for different organizations can be a contract position. It's something that that I was thinking in my mind, hey, I've done freelancing before. Maybe this is something I can take with me. Let me get this experience, right? It was it was also something that would have a pretty significant income change for me. And I really felt like it was something that I needed to get my career to that next step so that I had the mental, physical, and financial space to create what I was wanting in my own business. So it was kind of like I, I needed to make it to that next step. So here I was, I had just been gone through two different reorganizations. And I, oh gosh, I don't remember when it was. Anyways, long story short, I was asked if I would take yet another role. It, this had only been I had been reorganized maybe six months prior, okay? So here I am. I'm finally figuring out how I can make this position that they've put me in work for me at the time. And I'm kind of, I'm going along, you know? I'm starting to do it. I'm like, okay, if this is what it's going to be, then I'm going to come in and I'm going to kick ass and take knees. And I'm going to be really freaking good at it. And I'm going to build relationships with all the decision makers so that... When push comes to shove next time, I might have some other opportunities, right? These are the kind of people I'm going to start surrounding myself with, strong leaders. So they was presented suddenly with an opportunity and they wanted me to take a yet another position. And in that position, I wasn't going to have as much exposure to working directly with business leaders, the C-suite. I mean, I was a little bit, but not a lot. It was somewhat of a lateral role, not entirely, but it's not like it was some big bump. I really just didn't want to do it. It wasn't necessarily work that interested me or excited me. Like it was one of those things, maybe if it had been a few years prior, I might have jumped at the opportunity. But now that I, I understood that role and I knew where I was at, this opportunity was not it. So they had contacted me and they wanted me to take this role. and so. I said, hey, you know, I really appreciate you thinking about me. It's, it's really an honor, I, but I think I'd like to stay where I'm at. 
Very long story short, I get an email from the VP of operations. And she's like, I need to meet with you about this position. And I was like, I don't want to have to explain myself to this person. Like, I don't want this job. So long story short, I, I'm like, you know what? I don't care if you are the VP of operations. So I go down to her office and, and we meet to talk about this role. And she's like, you know, hey, I, I need you to take this role. Now, in between this time, in between I got, when I got her email saying that she needed to meet with me and me actually meeting with her, I had talked to a couple of folks in C-suite that I had good relationships with and they couldn't tell me exactly but they were able to give me enough information where basically I knew that they were considering eliminating my role altogether. Now, obviously, they couldn't tell me that directly, but they gave me enough information. They were like, do you catch my drift? I'm like, I think now I'm hearing you. But I also had a decision to make because, man, that was, I, I was like, again, what kind of decisions are being made here? And there was a big part of me that thought, yeah, just, I, I need out. But I was in such a low state of confidence and self-belief and trust because, because of all of the things that had, I had gone through like in a very short period of time. Because in addition to these things going on in my career, I had some other things in my personal life that were going on. Like it was just a really, really bad time. I was at my absolute heaviest weight. The depression was horrific. My finances were a disaster, like just a really bad time. So my confidence level was super low, okay? So even my confidence to think, oh, you know what? At, at this income level, I can just go get another job somewhere else. But then there was that part of me that was like, to learn another role at another company for the same pay, like why? I now laugh that I ever thought that. But yeah, at that time, being where I was at, those were my thoughts. Long story short, I go into the VP's office and I'm like, I really don't want this role. I don't think it's going to work for me. She was like, okay, I need to understand why you don't want it. And I just very clearly told her, I said, look, there's several reasons. I went into project management. I don't believe that this role is one that's going to help me continue to gain the skills and experience that I need to get into the project management department. Also, there is a company rule that you have to be in a position for a solid year before you can be promoted or move into another position. This was in February of that year. I knew that budgets were always created towards the end of the year and oftentimes promotions were made or announced in October or November for effective dates, either in December or January. So I knew this and so I, I simply expressed clearly and concisely, hey, it's February. If I were to move into this role now, technically it's a promotion, although financially it wouldn't be much of a promotion at all. It's more of a lateral move for me, but it would be considered a transfer or promotion in which that would mean when budget's getting done towards the end of this year and an opportunity comes available in project management because I've seen the growth that we've had the last several months, I wouldn't doubt if we do have a position come open in that department, I wouldn't be able to apply for it. This is really important to me. And that's the next step that I want to go in my career. And I don't believe that this position is going to help me get there. Clear, concise, transparent, honest. And no, I don't want this role you're trying to sell me. So 
what I wasn't prepared for is that she just saw that as some negotiating opportunities. And I had never sat there and negotiated before, right? I had never felt confident enough to say, yeah, no, I'm still not accepting that. Thanks, but no thanks. So the conversation carried on and I won't go into all the details, but you know, she was like, okay, well, if I would be willing to sign off, if a position comes open, you know, it's February, position comes open in, in October, November for project manager. She's like, I will override any document. You just bring it to me because there was like an internal process you had to go through. She's like, you just let me know. I will sign off on it and override it. I was like, okay. Financially, that still doesn't help me. Again, clearly expressed what my needs were. She's like, okay. So then we started into that conversation. You know, started, well, I can give you a 3% bump. I roll. Okay, a 5% bump. Still kind of an eye roll, but thing, right? Like we kind of went back and forth. By the way, I didn't actually roll my eyes at her, but we went back and forth. But I was clear and concise every single time in what I was needing. And the thing is, that was February. I got promoted to project manager in September. I promoted project manager in September. It greatly advanced my income. I got about a 20% income increase. I got into a salary position where I started having more autonomy, more flexibility in my schedule, and everything just kind of catapulted from there. But if I hadn't been assertive enough to say no, keep my statements about I, set my boundaries, here's the schedule I need. Here's the pay that I need. I'm not okay with just being shifted around to 20 departments, expressing my thoughts and emotions and ideas clearly and concisely. I would not have gotten what I needed out of it. And I would have felt walked all over again. I would have felt like I was being shoved into yet another position that I didn't want to be in, right? This was the game changer that completely changed the trajectory of my career and what I'm doing now and as a business completely changed it. But I never would have had that opportunity if I wouldn't have had the confidence to simply assert myself. So I hope that story helped. The other piece of that story that I think is really important is that I had been working really hard to identify the pieces of my career that I needed and what I wanted to do that was going to bring me joy, fulfillment, make me feel like I was in alignment with what I was doing in my day job so that I could create something else outside of that. I do want to give a little bit of shout out to Rachel Williams in our Facebook group. She has posted an event. If you go to the events tab in the group and take a look, I believe she is hosting a masterclass on Monday talking about the pathway to promotion. And I think for a lot of you who may be trying to figure out, you know, at what point do I try and switch things up in my career so I get out of this scarcity mindset, so I get out of this feeling of not feeling confident, you know, change some things up so that I can continue to build my business or do I just quit my job? Whatever it is that you're looking for. Rachel has had, I know, some, some experiences somewhat similar to me in trying to navigate that path between do I continue to level up my career? Do I continue to level up my business and let that grow? Where's that line? What do I want that to look like? I know that she's got a lot of experience as well. And so I would encourage you to check out that masterclass if that's where you find yourself at. And of course, right here in the Whole Letter Shift Facebook group and on the Whole, whole Letter Shift Face, excuse me, Whole Letter Shift podcast, 
I'll be sharing a lot more and I'll keep sharing the stories because I have to tell you that story, it definitely does not end there. While that was a pivotal moment that set me on the right path and the better trajectory, that was just a small stepping stone. At the time, I thought it was the biggest stepping stone. That was just a tiny, tiny piece, but it truly set the stage for everything else that I needed to let happen. Okay. All right. I'm going to wrap it up. This is it for the Friday coffee chat. I'm so glad you guys hopped on and I'll go back and make sure I can read your comments if you've been commenting in the Facebook group. And if you're catching this on the podcast, get in here, join us in the group. It's a whole lot of fun. But until then, until next week, keep making shift happen. Hey, shifters. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of A Whole Lot of Shift. If you heard something today that inspired you or resonated with you, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review to help others as well. Your review helps me give as much motivation and inspiration as I possibly can. And don't forget, you can catch all the outtakes, bonuses, special live stream interviews, and much more over at a whole lot of shift Facebook group. Until next time, keep making shift happen.